Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this office, we're here at our Istanbul office with Safet Kaya. Safet, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here with you guys. It's it's just it's just great to have you here, guys. Safet Kaya is an internationally practicing architect. Previously working for Zaha Hadid Architects and also Frank Gehry. Safet has also designed some award-winning buildings such as London Aquatic Center for 2012 Olympics and the famous Haider Aliyev Center in Baku. And today, Safet is the founder of Safet Kaya Architects, and he's been practicing there for the past five years, and also the chief architect for Designer Turkey. Safet, it's such an honor to have you here. Um, it's been so long that we have been talking about you, and I was trying to get you sit on that table and have an interview with us. I know it's, um, you know, uh, you, you, you were a little hesitant, but here you are. Well, uh, watching you and Cameron, I, you know, I realized I need to step up, right? Because I don't have the, I guess, the media uh, character you guys have. You think but so? I don't know. Let's see. Well, no, I, I mean, I think you I know. Think... In, in general, I'm on my drawing board, staring right. at a computer or in the construction site, trying to realize things. Yeah. So this is a different take for me. With the with the marketing side of things, but. I mean, from time to time, I really want my audience to get to know the kind of people who we're working with, and you are truly an asset for us in in, in whatever we're doing. That's why I wanted to have a conversation with you. I think today. it's important to communicate the work the wider audience. I mean, within an architectural circle, like everybody knows each other because it's such a small circle, right. and we kind of grow up together. But uh, trying to make architecture, architectural discourse, uh, to be a more wider part of the Daily life is important, so it's important that we're doing this interview. Of course, of course it is. And and how long you're in town for? I think I'm gonna most probably fly out on at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 happy in Istanbul? You like Istanbul? I love Istanbul because um, this is um, this is where I studied architecture, um, and I have very good friends. It's the first time I was away from my family, mm -hmm. and this is the city which I found myself and uh, what I want to do with my life so it's a very special city at the same time i think energy is such a it has such an energy ongoing energy and every time i i come it's totally uh, updates is it inspiring itself. you it's very inspiring and uh, it's um uh, that's what i was telling you earlier istanbul is like you can there's lots of pockets it's such a heterogeneous city and you can just uh, be Let's say you drive and in half an hour you can be somewhere in like a Saint-Tropez or later you go uh, another part. It's like you're in Barcelona, like in Ramplas. It has different textures. It has different uh, cultural background, people coming together with, with a um, tolerant understanding of social life. So that keeps the buzz in Istanbul. How would you rate Istanbul in the cities that you've lived in? I know you've lived in Los Angeles and London, and you're originally from Cyprus. Yeah. But if, if you are to rate Istanbul from, from, an, from an architectural perspective, right, compared to all the hubs that you worked in. Istanbul, um, as I was saying, is there's a, many cultures come together, and that's what makes it vibrant and very colorful. And uh, you show up and you feel at home. And having its historic background, it gives that depth and richness and um uh, but like let's say when you're in los angeles it's kind of out of the way although it's very comfortable california is very generous but it has a let's say let's say one dimension mm -hmm. and and london is is great london has like istanbul has uh it's international uh population and people it's very transitional people come and go 
and there's uh, um, uh, lots of people that you meet with different cultures, which right. is very enriching. But um, um, Istanbul is very unique because I think, you know, it's, it's a cliche about where the continents meet. You have the both European touch and you have both the Asian touch and that's totally uh, brings another hybrid sensation and, and people are very warm. Of course, me being Turkish background and knowing the language totally helps. Right. I mean, look, I'm I'm gonna ask you a question from a. Um, it's a it's it's a little out of topic, right? Okay. But but, but let me tell you this: people like know to be out of topic. right. P- people know my friendship with Cameron. Okay. And um, I know you you and Cameron are friends, and you yeah. guys have a long history together. Yeah. And you were always kind of like a little myth for us because okay. we never actually. Yeah, well, of course, we did believe that you existed, but <laughs> okay. uh, but, but I'm here. When, yeah, but when I when I, when I first met you, I was like. Oh wow! So so this is Safed Kaya because you know Cameron once talked to me about you uh, when you were working with Frank Gehry. Yeah, you caught the tail end of the Disney concert hall yes. in Los Angeles. Yes, years prior to I've known you, I have known about that building and I was fascinated. And 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 the building in uh, Bilbao. Just you talk to me a little bit about um, your experience there because because Disney concert hall. I mean, even even if you're taking a little bit of a part. In, uh, in in such an you know eccentric project, it, it it must be a different experience, right? I think um, Frank Gehry, I mean, or have been, having been worked uh, and being exposed to the experience, and Frank Gehry was very important in my career because after following my graduation in UCLA in Los Angeles, and it was the time that Bilbao Guggenheim just completed. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Gehry and Associates totally changed the landscape of architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they proved that how much um, architecture matters and how much it uh, communicates to people at the same time, that it created a destination and it kind of put uh, Bilbao on the map because Bilbao was an industry uh, city yeah, was in, the, in the Basque right? area, yeah. but now it became a cultural destination. So it showed and proved that how much architecture has a, a effect on the as a social catalyst, mm-hmm. and uh, so being there when when I just graduated, being in the office, and uh, you know breathing the air, seeing how these uh, my mentors, seniors, um, uh, starting from scratch and generating, creating these man man made worlds was a great experience, and um, you know I just went to US to do my graduate study, but then I didn't know anybody. And uh, being given the opportunity, being at the right place at the right time really mattered. And um, I learned so much on know-how, how to put a, having a design intention in your mind, but trying to have the technical capability uh, to put it together to realize the building. It's something I uh, learned at Gary Associates, which was I always very grateful to be part of. Then you transitioned into you know, Zaha Hadid Architects. Yeah, I moved to London in 2004. Uh, in 2004, London. And and then there you, you designed the most notable, the, the London Aquatic Center. Yeah. Hyder Aliyev Center in Baku. Yes. And and, and the Aqua Table. Yeah, I uh, do products design as well. Right, you do product design as well. So, so you know, the, the, the Aqua Table, it, it, it was the most expensive auctioned piece of table yeah during its time it was right. it, it's because design starts seeing as an art piece and right. the prototypes are like they were they were limited so the 
first prototype went yeah. very high because it was totally uh, introducing something new to the design culture. Talk to me a little bit about the the, the years you spent with Zaha Hadid him, herself and, and and the office atmosphere and and the design line, the, the characteristics of the design. It yeah. was so much fun. I mean, Zaha was so much fun and uh, she kind of uh, uh, attracted uh, people uh, with lots of energy, with lots of colors. It was very international. We have people from all over and it was very casual and uh, we wanted to have fun, but actually we took our work very serious. And, right. And it was, um, I really, um, uh, I, in, in, when, I, when I arrived Zaha, I, I came more like a project architect, like more senior, so I was running my own projects. So she gave me opportunity uh, and uh, taking the risk and I tried to experiment as much as I can and uh, do the most daring designs. So I'm grateful right. for that. But um, it was so much fun and joy. To course, be I mean, part how, of how that. can it not be? I mean, I miss her so much. So, I mean, talk to me about your your design line because Zaha has her, you know, the Zaha did Architects has its own, you know, architectural line, and y you have most definitely contributed to that. But when I look at some of the masterpieces that you have created, such as you know Hyder Aliyev Center in Baku, right, the kind of lines that it has. And it's um, you know the way it is uh, submerged to the, the landscape around it and everything. You see, the thing is, uh, we should not um, exclude all these offices uh, independently because it was a certain uh, time, and there were certain schools like um, uh, AA, like um, which is Architecture Association in London, Columbia, New York, UCLA in Los Angeles. So there was a certain uh, kind of uh, school of thought uh, and a certain research was going on. And these were actually all uh, in dialogue, these schools with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, and and even the uh, architectural offices, uh, they were um, kind of friend offices. They were looking what everybody's doing. It's, it's like a scientific research and everybody was looking the what the other one uh, invented mm -hmm. and, and take it from there. So I don't think we should just see it um, um, excluded the office work from the uh, what's happening during those times and with the help of the computation which became more advanced and uh, and my generation is the let's say the first generation actually uh, getting out of the um, flat 2d uh, plan and section elevation to 3d computing and more advanced design tools so you can see that have this kind of effect because very easily with computing help, numer numerically, we were very easy to control uh, what we were designing, less people, but more uh, uh, specialized people. And, um, and we, during that time, we tried to push architecture to its limits with its uh, complex geometry, with its fabrication, with its design. So, um, and so I'm actually, I grew up in that, uh, times so uh coming from the old school but actually uh, changing transforming to this digital design age i think um uh, gave me a very good understanding was 
past and where it is leading. Of course. I was basically going to ask you about the inspiration, but you basically told me that it's a cumulative work of different offices and different associations and the cutting edge design and everything. But was there an inspiration for you when you were designing Hyder Aliyev Center? Or what was your inspiration basically? I'm, I'm, I'm very interested with uh, landscape architecture as landscape continuity and uh, fluidity at the same time um uh using architecture is more about connecting people and bringing people together instead of um making these rigid lines there's there's the there's the outside there's the inside this is a building this is the ground we're trying to break those very established rules so that's why if you look at it li even literally that the plaza undulates and start becomes a building so you don't know actually where the ground finishes uh, mm. and where the building starts right or, yeah and what is inside what is outside all flows into each other so that um totally um uh, as a subject that i was interested in while i was working on that project i mean Hyder Aliyev center isn't the only award-winning project of yours um, i had a chance to visit you in cyprus yes uh, in cyprus international university yes. we, we had so much fun there uh, i have yeah, to say how, how many days did i spend there to arrive there because yeah. your schedule was too busy yeah but 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 when I come there, I mean, it was it was so much fun. Uh, yeah. I have to tell you. But also, what I realize is was was were these remarkable buildings that you have um, manufactured, let's say, designed and uh, built realized. and realized in in Cyprus International University, and one of which, which is the Science and Technology Center that uh, you won the award for uh, here in Turkey for it. It's it's such an amazing building, and and I was lucky to film that building with my drones. I, I take I took amazing shots. To uh, be thank you very with much. You. First of all, we need, we, I need to give you credit that yeah. because uh, Aladdin came and with his uh, expertise of well, drone you. using, I wasn't fishing for compliments. By no, the way, come I was on. Just, you know, was I was trying to praise. But you, the, you kind the, of yeah. contributed uh, to yeah. the uh, uh, you know recording that, so we get to communicate to the rest of the people who cannot travel to Cyprus. But uh, yeah, it's a um, it's a smart building, and um, for engineer many engineer faculties come together, and uh, uh, we wanted to make sure something that it goes with the engineering culture, machine aesthetic, and uh, so we expose the structure, the wires, and uh, what else is interesting about that project that uh, we wanted to make it energy uh, energy. Uh, efficient efficient building so that's why south facade we use photovoltaic panels which produces energy for the building and the rest for the rest of the campus and uh, we first time use thermal uh, chimneys which is a, a system embedded inside the building that we kind of generate air circulation from cool sunken courtyards through the spaces and and as you know hot air rises up so um that we keep cool on or warm depending on the climate um, without uh, actually using mechanical uh, uh, support. So, so, so is it what, like an off the grid? Is well, it an uh, off grid building? Of course it's part of the grid because what you can do, you can, uh, you produce, let's say in summer, there's so much sun, sun right. so, and so then you produce a lot right. and then you use some of it and the rest, um you can give it to the campus or if there's yeah. if there's more then you can pass it on to the grid and then you can borrow it later but the um the other thing is we put another system mechanical system to so sometimes let's say if it's too cold then we, ha we have a mechanical system that kicks in to make sure that we always keep the comfort right it's so it's, so it's like nine months it is 
self uh, sufficient, but and if it gets too cold or it's too hot, it was it was definitely we have a, cool. we have an opportunity to um, use mechanical. Right, it was definitely a cool building. I mean, from every single facade, every single angle. Uh, the, sh the shape is different. <laughs> you wouldn't think that it's the same building because it's. Uh, well, that's you know. the intention. I think, uh, like, uh, I th we try to make it contextual. So, where, where whatever it's uh, facing or whatever parameters uh, is surrounding it, we make sure that it reflects on the building. Yeah. And so that's why it's it's, it's very contextual, and um, and I'm very happy that it's uh, been acknowledged uh, all our efforts because right. uh, it was a risk, and uh, for me it was. To do something like this out of my comfort zone and i learn a lot and i am um, uh, content with it in turkey we do not have those types of buildings believe me they did the, the kind of architecture that you have first of all it's standing out it's it's really interesting and and second of all you have realized the kind of buildings that i wasn't even able to see in turkey which is an 85 million population country now obviously your existence within the island your footprint in the island is pretty much visible. I mean, if, if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't have those types of buildings in, in, in Cyprus. Uh, the, the British school that you have um, designed. The school yes, Nejad British College. Right. I mean, when I was filming with the drone, I couldn't just, you know, I couldn't get enough of the building because you have the uh, the ceilings all glass, but there's there are nice transitions and the building's flowing. And it's just, you know, it, these were just some some great masterpieces of architecture that one would be lucky to be within and one would be lucky to sort of you observe and it takes you into different dimensions and you see what is possible. I think uh, uh, Cyprus or Cypriots are much more uh, into or open to design because I think they became aware that design uh, actually increases the quality of space and for people's daily life. And uh, I'm lucky to be able to have clients who share the same vision with me because it's not just uh, architect by itself, but it's actually uh, a dance with the client so that they, they understand and they project with you and, uh, and sponsor it. All right, all right, spoiler alert. So there is actually one residential apartment project that we are working called Sense Levent. I don't know, at the time of this video, at the time of the air, um, is it going to be officially launched or not? But um, even if it is not so, I, I really want you to uh, talk a little bit about what we're doing and what we're designing and, and the kind of uh, contribution that we get from you on the design angle of things. Uh, well, I need to, I want to make sure that I, I clarify that in this kind of developer projects, which right. uh, uh, which we don't know who's going to be the end client. And so we need to be very uh, neutral with what we put out there, because um, if you know your clients, so you know what they're made of and what they're into and their lifestyle, then it's easier. So you can uh, saturate in a, any other direction parallel with them. But if you don't know, it's, you need to play with more safe ground for the potential client. So within having that in mind, um, with the restriction of uh, the municipality on that area, um, we wanted to uh, introduce um, a design uh, level, a design element showing that, that uh, good architecture is not only for high culture buildings, public buildings, but actually it should be in everybody's daily life. And and at the same time, it needs to be co commercially sound. Um, that it's, a good design doesn't mean it needs to be expensive, 
but it's it's a certain touch. It's a with the certain people who studied these have a certain exper expertise that they can inject and make things um, spaces, make people sensational um, uh, living. Uh, that architecture uh, just injection quality. So uh, on that note, uh, I want to say that um, we, uh, with this project, uh, besides the residential units, we wanted to introduce a certain social ground at the top, right? The where terrace, people, yeah. yeah, roof terrace, where people come together, socialize, work, right. and um, they can invite a bigger group of. Uh, uh, friends or have their business meetings because uh, as you know uh, post-covid all the working uh, ethic and habits change people can work uh, from home or from overseas so talk to me about some of the key design elements in sense levant um, well i mean besides the residential units we wanted to make sure that we bring nature closer and embedded with the flat so we try to create small like a french balcony kind of setup where people can expand trying to establish inside outside relationship right at the same time at the top we uh, create a, a let's say roof terrace sky lounge sky lounge yeah. uh, for a common ground for people to come and socialize and um, and um, let's say so it kind of break the routine um, and you can you might want to invite people to your apartment, but not to your actually uh, private unit. Right. But uh, so you can use it as I, the extension yeah. of your house and everything. So I mean, I love it. I love the sky, sky roof. The, I think what's important that uh, what is stuff we we kind of give a glimpse or make people realize that people can leave the skyline of the Istanbul from the terrace because it has a 360-degree right. view and good weather, bad weather. I think it's an open air, so it's totally a different sensation. So um, um, we're um, making sure that we make most of what the building offers us. What is what is given to us, and and, and that that includes definitely the view, which which there is an amazing view. Um, Safed, thank you very much uh, for joining. Um, obviously, we, we will be filming um, more episodes, and uh, and there's there's another documentary that I want to film with you about Sense Eleven, where we talk deep into its architecture. Well, thank you for having me. I think um, I don't want to talk too much about the project, and that's why I'm a little bit hesitant. No, no, no. I'm, I'll, 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 I'm I'm a little bit hesitant because uh, uh, because I want to wait for the the lounge and yeah, I, was, I yeah. was surprised that you're talking about it so yeah i don't know uh, how much uh, but i don't know uh, how, how, how much i don't know how much one should say or not say yeah. i'm very excited and feel privileged to be right. given the opportunity to work on this project and we tried our best and uh, um uh, yeah i what i want what i want to say that um post covid all the uh working uh, culture change because people start working from home it, it became more efficient but at the same time to broke the monotonous of being always in your flat it's always give it's nice to give another uh, uh perspective that you can go up and see the vast view skyline of istanbul right. you can invite people and uh, yeah that's what we try to introduce it's very central to istanbul and um trying to have a small uh, kind of outdoor area for people trying to integrate green, um, which is uh, very important in this because it's so highly urbanized Istanbul and so right. much concrete. Trying to bring that closer, um, I think uh, trying to balance and, uh, and um, 
uh, in this intense metropolitan level, giving people room to breathe, I think is important. And that's the uh, design uh, factor sensation we try to inject in this project. Right, I think it's so. going to be a signature building. And I'm and I'm so happy uh, you are it's gonna be collaborating very, with us on this. I mean, that's just it's um, going to be very interesting to see get it getting realized how it's going to grow, and I'm sure we're going to learn so much yes. while we're doing this and making sure that uh, our design intention realize uh, with no compromises as much as we want. Of course, because these are the buildings that we want to look back. Uh, after a few years and say, you know what, we have built and designed this. So the maintenance and everything is is very, very important for us. And and, and that's why uh, the, the all the facades of the building, we're picking up materials that are easy to clean, that, has, that have longevity, that are durable. Because in, in this level uh, of uh, affordability level, let's say, most buildings have just painting outside and paintings get deteriorated after you know five six years and if you're not using glass facades or, or different materials on the facades then you know your building doesn't have that longevity and that's why with this project we wanted to push the boundaries a little I, I bit i think it will i yeah. think it will in, it will come across or hopefully uh, be a kind of uh, a kind of case study showing another way of looking at things and uh, and because it's kind of have a certain avant-garde side that I'm sure uh, um, we're going to learn from it. And um, it's going to be very exciting to well, be part of. We'll talk more about it in the grand opening. All right. Let, 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 grand opening yeah, or I'm, on the I'm, grand breaking? Uh, grand breaking, yes. And and then we have the launch of the project. So so um, uh, we're launching a venue and we're throwing out an event and everything. Oh, man. I, sh I shouldn't be talking about okay. these things right now. Oh, anyway, yes. So, so I do have a, a, you know, a schedule okay. that, that, that I plan and, and execute these things. But since you're here and um, we enjoy talking about these things, some things have spilled out. Uh, we'll see in the overall it's, edit which part kind, we keep. It's good to give some teasers. Right. Good teaser. Safet, thank you very much for thank joining. Thank you very much for it's, having it's, me. It's been amazing. Uh, hope to see you in the upcoming episodes. Sure. Thank and, you. And um, yeah. Okay. All right. Cheers. Guys, thank you very much for watching and see you in the next one.